0: フフフ。to the Diversity and Inclusion On Air podcast. This podcast is a program of the Association of American Veterinary Medical Colleges Diversity Matters Initiative. This podcast explores various issues related to diversity and inclusion in the veterinary profession and provides the AAVMC an opportunity to offer ongoing diversity programming to our member institutions as well as all veterinary professionals. My name is Lisa Greenhill and I'm the Senior Director for Institutional Research and Diversity at the AAVMC. So today's bonus episode is about LGBT Pride Month. Here it's June, we're a little over just past mid month and I am delighted to welcome Dr. Michael Chaddock from MSU and recent graduate of University of Florida, Dr. Michael Dibbler, welcome. Thank you. Hi Lisa. Hi, so as is our uh, practice, gee, I have two mics (laughs) here. As is our practice, I allow my, give my guests a little bit of time to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about themselves. So uh, Dr. Diggler, why don't we start with you?
1: So uh, I'm Mike Diggler. I just graduated from, like Lisa said, from the University of Florida. Um, I recently got a job at uh, Banfield uh, in Winter Springs, Florida, uh, really excited to start. I'm still on vacation now, so I'll be starting at the end of July, Congrats!
2: congrats! Thank you. Mike Chattuck. Well, Lisa, I'm certainly glad to be here this morning uh, here with Dr. Dibbler and appreciate the opportunity. I am currently at Michigan State University. I'm the Associate Dean for Administration. Now, I've been involved over my career on many, many different ventures, uh, nine of them to be exact. I've been involved in the Lesbian and Gay Veterinary Medical Association since its inception, way back in the early 1990s. Currently, I'm the vice president of the LGVMA. And again, I'm very pleased to be here with uh, with Mike and to be a, a guest on your show.
0: So, as I mentioned at The the Show, we are talking about Pride Month today. Uh, Here's a little blurb from the Library of Congress on the history of LGBT Pride Month. So, LGBT Pride Month is currently celebrated each year in the month of June to honor the 1969 Stonewall riots in Manhattan. The Stonewall Riots were a tipping point for the gay liberation movement in the US. Um, In the United States, the last Sunday in June was initially celebrated as Gay Pride Day, but the day was actually pretty flexible in major cities around the nation, the day soon grew to encompass a month-long series of events. And so, as we all know, from city to city, we see probably all on social media, we see lots of celebration, pride parades, picnics, parties, workshops, symposia, concerts, on and on and on. And so, a lot of times we also hear a lot about memorials held during this month as well for those members of the community who have been lost to hate crimes or, or HIV aids Today, I really kind of wanted to take a, a few minutes to share and chat with our guest about um, Pride Day important, or Pride Month rather, important to, or should be important to veterinary medicine. Well,
1: I think top of the line is visibility. It makes sure that our profession knows that it's diverse and the LGBT community is a, a large part of veterinary medicine. We're here practicing alongside our allies and we, it in, encourages people to be seen and be heard and have their stories
0: told. Visibility is so, so critical. In thinking about that, Mike, you mentioned that you've been with LGVMA since its inception. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Mike Chaddock? why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of LGVMA and how that group has evolved over the years?
2: Sure. I became involved in LGVMA back, as I said, in the early 1990s, when a, a group of veterinarians in the LGBTQ community kind of, at that time, of course, there wasn't email as there was today, but they were posted at the AVMA convention on bulletin boards. We we posted just a very short note. If there were any members of the LGBT community that wanted to gather in the evening, at that time it was mostly social gatherings, we would put up a a notice. Those notices came down within a half hour after we put them up. So we found that very interesting. They, they were actually removed by other individuals at the at the meeting. With all that being said, though, we somehow found one another. And uh, we started out with a small gathering of probably about five to ten individuals. And it, it started from there. And, and there was a need for support from one another. But there was a need to find out maybe about communities, whether communities were acceptable to the LGBT community, and it grew from there. It became certainly much more organized. We, I have to give Ken Gorsica a, a lot of credit for where we are today. There are other members, Chip Wells, I can go on back, many, many leaders that we had, but, but in the recent past 10 years, Dr. Ken Gorsica has been the glue that has held us together. And we've evolved. We've evolved over the years into what we are today. And we do have a strategic focus in the LGVMA, which which is very good. And and that is a three-point strategic focus. And that's to, number one, to fight discrimination against LGBTQ people in the veterinary medical profession. It's to build collaborative networks for the LGBT veterinary medical community. And our third strategic focus is to support LGBTQ students in veterinary medicine through mentorships, program uh, development and scholarships. So that's where we've kind of focused down in our efforts and we found we've gotten, as they say, more bang for the buck uh, of the resources that we have. And and I think we've been very successful. However, and I say this every time I, I can say that, we're not over the rainbow yet. And, and I, I travel to most of the colleges of American medicine throughout the country, and it depends where I am on, on kind of the climate and also uh, the health, shall I say, of the LGBT, especially student population. I'm going to be very candid. It's a lot different if I go to downtown Philadelphia, the University of Pennsylvania, whether if I go to Manhattan, Kansas in Kansas State or up in northern Michigan or, or various places. So our need is still there. Our need is still there for our association.
0: Dr. Dibbler, you just finished at University of Florida. I know that you were really active in Broad Spectrum there. Could you tell us a little bit about that student organization and the role that they play in helping students on campuses? Sure. So uh, Broad Spectrum
1: is uh, pretty much the student arm of the LGVMA, where that branch, like Dr. Chadwick said, that focuses on the student LGBT health and wellness. We uh, also are into uh, the political climate and looking at laws and making sure that students are uh, looked after appropriately with that. We also encourage through uh, scholarship and funding as well down that filters down from the LGBMA. We help with clubs, umbrella clubs, and, uh, and basically allow them to have activities that they produce on their campus.
0: We know from a few studies that there are, it's a, it's a pretty small student population who identify as LGBT. And we know that even within that group, there's a, a, a real wide range of, of identities. And a study that we did in about 2012 at AABMC reportedly showed about six to 7% of student population at the time matriculating in the colleges. I think that one of the things I found interesting during the course um, these last few, few years is the increase in visibility, increased comfort with students being and faculty being out and a lot more programming that we're seeing that whether it's from LGBMA or broad spectrum or through allied organizations. Some of the things that I guess I'm curious for both of you to answer is what kinds of things um, looking forward would you like the profession to advance or be re- re- responsive towards um, regarding inclusion of LGBT individuals in the profession?
1: Well, I guess I could say-
0: on the student aspect of that. I recently
1: did um, a panel, a discussion panel at Auburn, and I had, I've had i met some other uh, trans men uh, in the profession who are already practicing, but I had not met any other trans men who are students. And by able to do this panel, I was able to meet another uh, trans man who was at Auburn. And he talked to me in discussions about how the, difficulties of being out and then coming out and be, and being more and he thanked me for doing the panel um for being able to like it, he felt more comfortable being out um so i think on the student and having a lot more panels having a lot more discussion guided discussion um will help in the, the upcoming uh students that are coming out into the profession making a, a lot easier uh, transition not to be i have a pun but you know, i think that would it also encourages students to be out and be visible in the profession and encourage them to join the LGBMA and give them a reason for why they should do it.
2: Mike it. There's a, a number of things, Lisa, that I think we, we need to look forward to as far as, as, as what improvements I'll, I'll say we can do or, or to reach out to the community. One would be, and I'm looking at this across the veterinary profession, is that, that in, in advertisements, when uh, they're advertising for positions for veterinarians wanted, whether it's in practice or whether it's in uh, industry or, or wherever, that, that I would like to see that some of the ads go further than just using uh, the standard, uh, uh, we're an equal opportunity employer, which is re- required by law for many, for many employers. But, but as I tell students, I mean, look for those advertisements where people are actually reaching out to the community. Where you know there's key words that especially people in the LGBTQ community will pick up on, or or even you know come right out and say you know we we welcome LGBTQ applicants. I think that would be tremendous. Uh, I also think that as we look at at diversity, and I, I want to compliment uh, AAVMC for for the outreach that the association has done over the past several years to our LGBTQ community. I mean you and I can remember the days when when that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case with certainly AVMA, it wasn't the case with AAVMC, AVMC. And, and as we talk about diversity, I like to talk about it in, in as holistically as we can and across the spectrum, shall we say. So I think that if we, we talk about that with our associations, if we talk about that with our, our, our colleges of veterinary medicine, to be sure that as, as we, we look at our programs for diversity, that we do include LGBT along with the other diversity factors. Another one is, is forms that, that, that our profession uses. Uh, the gender identity forms, you know, of uh, being open so people can put down their own gender. Uh, I fight this right here in our own college. Uh, being open, let people express themselves of who they are instead of boxing us into either male or female in most cases. So there's, there's a lot of things, and, and I call these small things, I really do. I call these small things that can be done, uh, I think, that even on, the, on websites, uh, especially the Colleges of Veterinary Medicine, I think many of our colleges have learned that, that many, certainly in the LGBTQ community, students are, are making decisions on where they want to go to school, maybe based on the website. Is the website, is it welcoming? Uh, is there something there to show the people that are applying to these colleges that, hey, maybe it is safe here, I can go there, uh, I, I can have some support. So these are very simple things that I think can be done in our profession across the board.
1: And I think that LGBMA can serve really well as a resource for, let's say, Oregon now has a third gender marker. Um, and so, say that uh, the or- College of Veterinary Medicine in Oregon says, OK, we need to change our paperwork now to reflect that. LGVMA can be a good resource for them to go to to say, hey, we're wanting to change our paperwork to reflect, and how can we do that? And so um, that's one goal uh, that I think the LGVMA can definitely serve, um, is when these um, these laws and, and um, policies are actually changing. I feel like a lot of times they um, like I, when I have my experience in Auburn, there wants to be change, but they don't know how yet, and they don't know the quick, easy steps that they can, they can take to make those changes happen. I think LGVMA will serve as a good resource for that.
2: Yeah, the other thing I'll add there to go along with that, Mike, is that you know, the LGVMA has come up with a model uh, diversity and inclusion statement. And we worked very hard on that. And when you read that statement, you know, there's nothing in there that specifically has the words gay or lesbian in it. It's a very inclusive statement. And we have put that out there to all of the uh, associations, allied associations, the AVMA, uh, AAVMC, I can go on and on, and to the state associations. A few of them have picked it up, which we really, really are grateful for. But there are many, many more that have not gone in and looked at their inclusion and diversity statements to be sure that they are across the board and inclusive. And again, the LGVMA can be a great resource for doing that.
0: If someone wanted to join LGVMA, how would they go about doing that?
2: They could go to our website. uh, Which is? (laughs) LGVMA.org. And they can join. We're certainly always looking for new members. We're, we have a gathering coming up here at the uh, AVMA Convention in Indianapolis in July. We have some programming. We'll have some people from the Human Rights Campaign to come and talk to us. We uh, have a couple presentations during the educational portion of the AVMA Convention that a couple of us are doing. Uh, Dr. McGuill, one of our, our active members, is, is doing a, a presentation on, uh, on, on parenting, uh, parenting from the framework and looking through the eyes of a, of, of a gay veterinarian. Uh, I'm going to be doing one on LGBT health and wellness. So we are, we are making inroads, and I wanted to make that very clear that we're, we're very grateful on in the inroads we're making, but it's something that we always have to be vigilant on. We have to continue to, to be sure that the LGBT community is involved.
0: So, uh, you heard it here, if you're interested in joining LGVMA, just visit their website at lgvma.org. Do you have memberships for those of us who are allies?
2: We have memberships for everybody, Lisa. Fantastic. Anybody, anybody can join our organization. And cool. we welcome it, and we're, we're open and inclusive. And uh, the more viewpoints we can have for our association, our organization, the better.
0: Fantastic. And so if you're listening and you're going to uh, Indianapolis in July, be sure to check out all of the great programming. Um, I will actually be on that panel with Dr. McGill <laughs> talking about parenting and different kinds of parents and, and all of that. So um, looking forward to seeing everyone there. One last thing I wanted to mention, and Mike, you mentioned that Oregon has added a third option for gender. This year will be the first year that our major data collection will also include a third option for gender, for faculty, staff, and for students. We are trying to to keep up with the times at AABMC, and we expect this fall to to start reporting a third gender option. Very exciting. With that, I want to thank my guests for taking a little time out um, during Pride Month to, to join me. And do you have any other things that you'd like to shout out? Happy Pride.
2: I, I just again, Lisa, I want to thank you for doing this, uh, not only for the LGBTQ community, but for doing it across the board for diversity. It's a, an excellent venue. Uh, you're educating a lot of people, which is, which is great. And we hope to, to see a lot of people at the ABMA convention here coming up in July. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure.
0: With that, we will end the show and see everyone back for diversity and inclusion on air at AAVMC back this fall, where we have pulling, we're already pulling together a full slate of programming. And yeah, we'll see you then. So thanks so much. Have a great summer.